We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Earlier this week, Governor Kathy Hochul gave her State of the State address. I asked Assemblyman Angelo Morinello his thoughts. This week, um, we heard from the governor, Kathy Hochul, and she gave her State of the State address. Uh, obviously, the big news out of that State of the State address for me was uh, doubling down pretty much on the ban on natural gas, gas stoves, um, you know, saying that on new builds, for smaller builds, it'll be 2025, for bigger builds, 2028, and then stop selling appliances in 2030. Angelo, uh, what are your feelings on this, and do you think this is actually going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what, if you believe it's going to happen, and if you believe it's the right thing, so give me a call because I've got a bridge I want to sell in Brooklyn, okay? And um, let's just get really serious on this. It is just the, the, the conversations eliminate the one topic that I think is the most important, and that the scoping plan and all of those pushing um, uh, is void of, and that is, number one, what is the actual contribution of New York State to greenhouse gases? I can tell you this, to New York, New York State, to the United States of America, it is approximately 0.05%. For the rest of the world, it is 0.005%. China the estimate now is they're contributing over 40% and they are building coal plants. So the, 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 the focus of New York State is lofty. I don't disagree that we need to address the issue. But let us be very serious. It is almost an impossibility. Um, you know, we just, Buffalo and certain areas just experienced a... Um, storm, which they are calling a uh, once-in-a-lifetime historic. They keep putting these names on them. But let's do a history. We get storms every year. Some are good, some are bad, some are worse than others. This is the cycle that has been happening. But I have been contacted by numerous companies that the state and the federal government under FEMA engaged to assist in clearing of any issues with tragedies, uh, national tragedies, hurricanes, 
uh, earthquakes, storms, etc., so that the roads can be cleared and paths to repair electrical lines. The con- those that have contacted me have indicated that under FEMA, there's some, and I believe it's a 72-hour, 24-hour rule, meaning that if you engage, you have to continue to work through those hours. The equipment battery-operated, it would be impossible to clear these roads because they would have to stop to charge them, number one. Number two, the power is not there that gasoline um, and other fuels use. Additionally, if they were had the downtime, they would have to purchase double or triple equipment so that they can continue this process. Cost prohibitive. Let's go to the natural gas. During the course of this last storm, many, let's take the gas-fired fireplaces in homes. They saved people's lives. You eliminate these without electricity, and it's impossible. They push for generators, but generators will only work, okay, if there's a power source. Battery will run out. Gasoline can be stored. So I think that it is pandering. I think it is headline grabbing. Um, but do I think that it is practical and possible? No. Let's take the uh, food industry, chefs, restaurant owners. For them to convert to electric, number one, would be cost prohibitive. Number two, the other downside is this. You cannot get the temperatures necessary for some of the skills these trained chefs, educated chefs need to perfect their products. So, again, it is headlines. It is a certain segment that keeps trying to scare the population. You know, there was this study they came out with that said uh, gas stoves and homes are causing asthma in children. They're polluting the air. People have been cooking with gas and with wood. Let's take wood for years. But they determined that the study was done by a partisan group who's pushing this agenda. So I think people need to at least start reviewing the scoping, reviewing the practicality of it, reviewing which they refuse to discuss the economic aspects of it. Now, somebody's going to criticize me and say, well, you're looking at dollars over public safety and health. No. That is not it. Okay? What I'm saying is this. You have to analyze all aspects of a proposal before you can actually come to a logical conclusion. So that is the dealing with the stoves. Now, with the gas, do you remember the president, I believe it was earlier this week, was going to ban natural gas stoves in all homes. He had to pull back on it because the backlash was outrageous. Um So we're now faced with New York State attempting to control a a dialogue that is not proven to be as effective as they want it to be. If we can start addressing other states, other countries, and ban their addition to fossil fuels, we can minimize the use but still protect our population. 
You know, I, I find it interesting that there was an environmental study done on the new Bill Stadium. And the new Bill Stadium, which will be using a lot of natural gas, a lot more natural gas than you or I would be using. And they didn't put that as a red flag in the environmental review. Has that been brought to the floor? Has that been brought to Albany or the governor's attention? Well, let me put it this way. Unless it is desired to be brought out into the public eye and debated and discussed, it does not see the light of day. And at this point, it has not seen the light of day, nor it's really interesting, all these advocates that are pushing for barring natural gas, nobody is speaking up. So it's, it's you pick and choose. It's like taking a menu and saying, okay, um, I want an appetizer, I want a salad, I want a main course and a dessert. Now, normally you would say, okay, here's your full menu. All they're doing is cherry picking those parts of it that support their position. And we're not getting the true story. Unless we have reporters such as yourself that are willing to not follow the narrative, but to be truthful to the general public. You you spoke of business owners um, earlier, and this kind of went under the radar. I mean, everyone has known since 2016 that the minimum wage is gradually going up to $15 an hour. And and I do try to keep my opinion out of this show, but I got to ask you, you know, the minimum wage on December 30th went from 1320 to 1420 per hour. Now, I look at that and say, well, that just means more things are going to get expensive throughout New York State. What's your take on the raising or the continued raising of the minimum wage? Well, I think that if you're going to raise the minimum wage, you have to analyze the cost aspects. You have to analyze um, what else could be done to maybe bring down costs. Now, in New York State, we know it is the largest, most taxed state in the nation. So who is getting hit? Those that are productive, those that are working. Um, The minimum wage also, it's a double-edged sword. And this is one thing that I have been trying to discuss. And my conference is now doing a study. It's called the Fiscal Cliff. Now, if you know the Buffalo Partnership, came out with this Fiscal Cliff calculator. And what that means is this, those that are on some form of assistance, once they begin becoming productive and earning wages, they lose certain benefits. The fiscal cliff really means that if you work, you lose a benefit, you fall off the cliff and you go backwards. So there's no incentive. So there's, you got to look at it from a global perspective as to what is affecting it. Now, what is really frightening in the proposal without limitation is the presentation that wanted to tie minimum wage into inflation. Now, what that's going to do for business owners, for businesses, and be able to be produce and stay afloat, It's going to not allow them to plan for future. It's like an every year thing. We don't know what's going to happen. There's nothing about what if the uh, um, what if what if it goes down? What what if inflation drops? Does the minimum wage drop? So we have a lot of sound bites. Um, I am not against people earning more money, but what I am against is tying it to what we call the fiscal cliff. I think we have to address that more and say, okay, let us give individuals the opportunity 
to raise themselves up and give them a hand up rather than a handout. And that is, we take every air aspect of aid, whether it's uh, the the uh, food assistance, medical, housing, and each of them has a point where they drop off completely. Why not be a little bit more uh, um, sensitive to bringing people up? Simple example. Let's assume for the sake of our discussion, it costs the taxpayers through the government, through the programs, $500 a month, a week to sustain somebody. $2,000 a month based on four, on four weeks. Now, if they go out and earn $500, they lose the benefits. So all of a sudden, that $500 now becomes taxable. They lose any other assistance they have. So that 500 may drop to 100, which means that you've put them backwards. Why don't we look at it and say, okay, if you earn 500 and it's been costing us five, why don't we just give you maybe 400 more in benefits? We save the taxpayer 100. It gives you a little better standard of living, and it gives the individual the incentive to continue to go forward until you get to a level where it drops off. But the process we're going is pandering. It's headlines, but there is no solutions. And that was my concern with the budget. There were various areas, and if you want me to go through them, I'll be happy to go through them quickly. Public safety, no real details. Platitudes, mental health and substance abuse. Great program, addressing it. But nothing about improving workforce to be able to accommodate the additional uh, um, um, institution beds and the ability to, to handle. So it, it's doomed for failure unless you go to the second part. Cost of living proposals, we've talked about the minimum wage tied to inflation, small businesses, child care. Yes, child care is increasingly more needed, and we, it's great. But will that child care giving the, uh, dig the individual ability to go to work, drop them and put them in the fiscal cliff. Energy and climate, we've already touched on that. Um, housing, here's what's scary about the housing. Yes, we, we, we talk about the housing crisis. We talk about homelessness, okay? But one of the proposals is really, really frightening. And that is, you taking local land use zoning restrictions away from local municipalities and giving them to the government. The government basically wants to control property rights. And this has been something they've been trying to do indirectly for a number of years. But can you, this kind of mirrors the, um, the, 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 the renewable energy proposals dealing with solar, where local municipalities, all local control has been taken away. Now, I don't want anybody to say we're not talking about the fact we need to address it. We need to create um, uh, methods of uh, energy resource, uh, energy reproduction. But to now have the government tell a local municipality I don't care if you have an industrial park where you've set up for it. We will control where it goes. We will take Western New York farmland and continue to take Western New York farmland. 
Okay. Now, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, we don't have farmland. We don't have the food. So what are we, we're going to go to China, who contributes the most to pollution in the country. China, who has uh, uh, workers that are basically slaves. You talk about minimum wage. They're so sub-minimum. You talk about China, which is a communist country. So let's talk in a broader scope, okay? Instead of just trying to use, a, do, use the DART method, because most people do not read past a headline, or most people do not analyze what is being presented to them. And depending on what side of the aisle, and I don't mean Albany aisle, but the political aisle, what you're going to believe, rather than being open to a discussion. And if it's and, and what seems to be happening with the radicals is this. If you can't just say 100%, oh, I accept what you're saying, they'll fight you. They'll argue. They won't sit down and discuss potential alternatives. So I, th- I think that she had, the governor in her, in her presentation was large on platitudes. She has uh, a great focus. She has the ability to be strong. And it, it's going to be a wait and see. I have faith that she will do it. Okay. Now, I think one one topic we did not to discuss, and I want to touch on, is the appointment or the, the recommendation to appoint Honorable, Honorable Hector LaSalle to the top judicial position in the state of New York. He is being assassinated, character assassination, by misrepresentations by the social media. There are individuals that are unhappy with a couple decisions. Now, not everybody's supposed to be happy with a judicial decision. A judge is supposed to take a case free of prejudice, free free of any preconceived positions, take the facts, apply them to the law, and present There is such a minimal, small couple of cases that these opponents um, hinge on, but it's crazy. So what they're doing is they're using character assassination versus a fair, impartial uh, ability to analyze this this judge. He comes with high recommendations from the judiciary. Um, you know, when I was on the bench, if both parties left the courtroom a little unhappy, I thought I did a great job because you're never going to please everybody. But to have those who maybe weren't were a little more unhappy okay, because they didn't get their way 100 percent to go out and character assassinate the judicial uh, uh, officer, the judge who made the decision is absolutely and I want to say borderline criminal. But that's what our population has gotten to. That's what social media has done. It's allowed character assassinations without fact. And that is very disturbing. You know, some of these facts go unnoticed generally. The temporary president of the Senate, who's the head of the Senate, because this individual did not feel there was enough votes negative to block it coming to the floor, she padded the judiciary in the Senate with additional members up to the amount that she could that were negative, hoping to not even let it out of committee for a floor debate. That is criminal. Okay. And I thank God 
our governor, has stated she will go to court. The process they're using is just unconstitutional and is unfair. And again, it is a small fringe minority that is coming coming forth trying to control the destiny of the state of New York. You know, there's a photo out, and I believe it's six. And here's the photo. Six members of the Socialist Party come to Albany. These are six new majority members that are professed socialists with an agenda to turn our our state into Venezuela and any other state or country that people are fleeing to to come here, and they want to change us to why people are fleeing from those countries. It just makes no sense. But do you hear that anywhere? And I guarantee you, okay, I will get some negative comments for this morning, but I'm just telling you what is occurring behind the scenes. Look it up. I ask your listeners to check it out. Don't go by what I'm trying to tell you. This is fact. This is documented, and it can be uh, accessed and, and educate people on it. So, Angela, one last question, and that is back to the state of the state address. Um, the governor did mention bail reform. What are your takes on her take of bail reform and where it needs to be? Well, what she actually said was, Something about um, the, the confusions with judges and that we should make it more clear. So she's danced around the edges. Okay, And let's not face it. She danced around the edges because she almost lost the election on that issue. Okay, And so they're trying to come forth with a, a, a position. However, the majority has already said that proposal is dead on arrival. Um, and they keep trying to talk about the fact that um, the crime is not up because of the bail reform. Let's not kid each other. Do you think that all of these looters and shoplifters, if they knew there was going to be a punishment, that they were going to be pulled out of, off the streets okay, be, for these actions, that they would continue them? The looting. I mean, looting during a crisis for no particular reason, looting items that aren't necessary for you to survive the crisis. And we can't put them in, we can't do anything. We can't hold them to stop them. So there has to be some discretion. And I'm not, you know, the argument is, well, only rich people can afford bail. That's not the case. There is in New York State, and it, uh, and it is championed by uh, one of the Kennedys. And it, it is where those who cannot afford bail, it's a private uh, organization that will post bail for those. Now, the gun, the gun no, no bail for certain guns. Under 18, you can't have a record after you turn 18. So the unfortunate part is the, the law enforcement agencies cannot tell what a person's previous record is, propensities, et cetera. So do I, do I hope she's going to address it? Yes. Do I feel we need an open discussion with both sides of the aisle uh, and both sides of the issue? Yes. When you eliminate the uh, law enforcement, district attorneys, judiciary from these discussions, what you're doing is, again, you're padding the results without before the results can even come out. Um, so, I'm, I'm hopeful that we address the issue. I'm hopeful it's done in a manner that we have those who are experts in the field discussing some of the issues that they see with it and massage it somewhere.
At no point should somebody with a minor, lower uh, crime be punished. You know, and by punished, if you have a crime that's a low-level violation that you could maximum you can serve is 15 days, and um, with good time you serve 10 days. You should not be held for 20 days, okay? All right, and if you hit the 10 days, you let them out, or you do let them out in advance. The judge is the best one at his disposal. He has a record check. He has the fact sheet. He has affidavits. He has the documents in front of him to assess that particular case. The person screaming in the hall uh, who has a vested interest does not have the facts at hand to make an intelligent decision. Um, and what was really uh, telling is they, during the speech, during the, the address, it was mentioned um, like certain cities having lower gun crimes. But it was funny is they didn't mention the cities that have higher gun crimes, higher incidences of uh, murder. And so you got let's do the whole story. Let's not just cherry pick those facts which you want to put out there. Now, if I may, one last point quickly, because I know we don't have much time. I do admire Governor Hochul for holding the state of the state in the legislative assembly chamber like it was originally designed. No uh, clowns, no fire eaters, no dog and pony. A straightforward presentation outline of the plans. Now, we will get to see the fruition of those plans in the budget proposal, which normally would be the 15th of January. But due to the fact that it's a new governor coming in after the election, she will have till February 1st to present her budget. And at that point, we'll be able to really assess each of these proposals presented in the state of the state. Final question. You feel good about the bills today? I feel extremely good. Okay. And I'll tell you why. They have won through some difficult times. And when you get people saying, well, you know, they're not as sharp, they're not falling apart, they're winning, and they're winning by double digits. Isn't that the point that they're supposed to do is even if they're struggling to go forward and win, they can adjust at halftime? I feel very good about the bills. All right. I, I like to hear it. Uh, Assemblyman Angelo Morinello. Angelo, thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome, and I appreciate the opportunity to make some presentations. Go Bill. Go Bills indeed. That was New York State Assemblyman Angelo Morinello. We'll be back. It's Hardline. One hour to go here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.